Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Bluehead. And I'm Tiffany, Liquid Enthusiast. Welcome to episode 32 of Beer and Other Shit Podcast Link Up Series. Tiffany, we are back again. Series 6. This is week 5. So, penultimate week. I love that word, penultimate. Wow, yeah. That's right a on. new like word of the week for me so of the day. Yeah. Every syllable, every word in Spanish is the, the stresses on the penultimate syllable. Okay. Unless it's got an accent, otherwise. Duolingo, look at that. No, that was Michelle Thomas. Oh, ah, rest in peace. This is the old. That's like, this is like yeah. 20 years ago. Okay, nice, nice. Actually, it was 20 years ago I learned that. Yeah. How's that? Man's is old. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we digress. We are here. Uh, Link up. It's been a fantastic series six. Um, as always, you know, fantastic breweries from across Quebec and Ontario. And uh, this week we are bringing it back to Ontario. With a brewery who uh, we recently had on the podcast for the first time for a full uh, long-form pub, which was amazing. Um, these guys are legend. This is like an honor and a privilege to work with this Legendary. brewery. Legendary. Um, it's so cool. It's so awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. Tom? These are breweries that like we were drinking back in 2011 when I you know, started the beer journey in Canada. And uh, so it's extra cool to know, you know, know the people behind it. And they've been supporting BOS since the beginning as well. But just to... You know, also get involved in something like this is is just so cool to us. Like, it's really can't be understated how cool it is, and just the the thought and the intentionality behind uh, how they approach their business and their community activities and 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 everything. It's 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 awesome. So we're very excited for this one. So I'm just gonna bring it right in, right on in. Please welcome the amazing Karen from Wellington Brewery in the. <laughs> Everyone's clapping. For Everyone's you. clapping. Karen. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining us and hanging out tonight. And of course, for doing Link Up, you are the best. Appreciate you very much. Pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is ours. So, Karen, uh, we are going to get into the beer first and foremost. Now, just to let the folks know at home uh, that we highly respect Karen is taking a bit of a beer break, which is awesome. So it would just be Tiff and I drinking. Sometimes you really need a long beer break. I was saying to Karen off air that I wish I could take a lengthy one, but... Uh, here we are. <laughs> but, but I don't. <laughs> but I don't. I can't. And I won't. It's not easy. It is not easy. I can't imagine. I can't imagine in your position. You're in a brewery yeah. working every day. So like it's around you. It's just there. There's events you got to be at. You just had the Wellington Cask Fest, which we'll probably talk about over the weekend. Did you drink mm-hmm. that or you took that off? I, 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 I mean, none of us that are working actually really have any of the beers. We'll test them. Um, before just to make sure the casks are all okay but i wasn't even involved in that process this year so yeah i didn't drink at cast fest this there year there you go wow there you go you're a stronger power human than most okay i would say good well, but i noticed like working events yeah you don't have time to use the bathroom let alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're working yeah. yeah yeah i, I can only imagine so, uh, we did not try, even though you did uh, drop this beer off uh, a few weeks back, we waited to drink it with you or to oh, chat with you while we're doing it. So, this is the Wellington Link Up APA American Pale Ale. Oh, here we go. We got it. We got it. We got it. With a super cool design, which I'm excited to, to hear Love more about. Um, look at that right there. Love that. Um, this is awesome, Karen. Do you want to tell us about the uh, the beer itself and, and what's what's going on? Well, uh, they wanted to just create something that was super easy drinking. Okay. And, you know, when we were all talking about it, going around the table, like, wow, we haven't done an APA in a long time. Like, let's let's just focus on an APA. And um, 
think they wanted to like bring up the hop levels a little bit. So it's a bit of a hoppier uh, pale ale. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of a borders borders sort of an APA and an IPA. Okay. Um, but I'll let you be the judge of what you think of it. Okay. I I think it's delicious. I've probably had three or four of them. Um, like because I don't drink a lot of beer actually, but I did gravitate towards that one. And um, we were just super stoked about being like part of the initiative. Love to hear it. I, I do love that you did an American Pale I feel like I'm trying to think now. I don't know if we've had a straight up, we've had pale ales, but I don't know if we've had like a sort of an intentional American style pale ale, meaning like not a New England, even though it is quite um, hazy here. Obviously the, the profile is probably more like on the bitter piney. I can, I can smell it right. Like candied citrus mm-hmm. already on the nose. It might be, might be a first. Love to see awesome. that. Oh, um, sweet. Which is super fun, but yes, great, great idea doing the uh, doing something easy drinking. I find that obviously that's that's relatively a common thought, and it makes complete sense. We want to try and invite people into beer, and often you folks in beer aren't uh, you know getting themselves um, into like the craziest stuff. You really got to you know ease people into it. So having something that's more on the gateway vibes, mm-hmm. it also kind of matches with Wellington's kind of classic history. Even though, as we said on that large pod, you know, you guys obviously do a lot of the fun, funky stuff too. So this is money. Whatever we try to do, we try to create balance within that style, whatever it is. Like even when we were brewing for Cast Fest, it was like, you know, we were doing like tiramisu milk stouts and different things, <laughs> but also trying not to make anything too sweet, too bitter, too sour, you know, just really trying to figure out, you know, the perfect amount of everything to convey um, or even maybe slightly push the limits of that style, but not to ever go too far with it. Smart. That's a great approach for it. That's well. amazing. Um, do you know the hops in this? Why are you talking? Cheers. I Cheers. actually don't, but let me see. I think I could look those up. Mm. I remember we talked about those in a meeting. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's d- just delicious. Yeah. Mm. And it smells fantastic. Yeah, the nose, I could tell when Tiff cracked the can next to me. It was like two feet yeah. away. I was like, ooh, wow. That's, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. And this is it's still this is still super fresh. Um, would it be maybe my guess would probably be um, mostly maybe sea hops. I would say mostly sea hops. That's what I would say. Mm. It's very um, super dry and refreshing. Um, tons of citrus, like the nose kind of conveyed. Maybe a little bit of stone fruit. It's almost like a touch dank. Definitely yeah. some sort of piney, like light piney resinous, but it's like a juicy. Did you guys um, see we just put my uh, my glasses on? No. So I text our head <laughs> brewer and ask him exactly, exactly what the What's recipe of this beer is. I love that. Mm. <laughs> That's dedication. I appreciate that. But this, I like no, this is my great. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's uh, um, it is really not the 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 pour. Like, was it intentionally kind of made to be like an APA that's made sort of a little on the hazy side, or was that just sort of how it came out? I think that was how it came out. It was it was also intentional that they wanted it to be. Um, we we were we have been doing more IPAs lately, and we were brewing a bunch for Cast Fest. So I think they wanted to scale it back and do an APA. But because we had so many IPAs going on, mm-hmm. um, but I think that. They also wanted it to be a little bit chunkier, like a little more, you know, have a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think they, they achieved kind of that pretty well. Definitely. With definitely. Yeah. 
No, this is mm. this is great. This is sort of kind of what I thought it would be, which is which is awesome, man. This is fantastic and exactly what I expect from you guys. So this is this is perfect. How's the uh, response been so far? Like from the tap room and from folks you've seen. Oh yeah, people it. are loving it. It's selling really well. Awesome. Um, and we also have been trying to actually pitch the story behind it, um, which I think is. Like for this beer particularly, yes, it's great that there's a really yummy liquid in the can. But, um, you know, for a lot of the beers that we do that have, you know, more thought behind it and, and an actual meaning and, and something that it stands for, uh, I think we're, we're really looking more at the story here. So we've got, mm-hmm. you know, the story posted up and just more information for people to, you know, connect with you and figure out like, what is this beer all about? Which I love that curiosity factor because a lot of people do come in and they're really curious about um, like, what is this beer supporting? And oh, so, I mean, this is always a great story to explain to people and to, you know, to get people more curious about what's happening in the industry. I love that. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. That's really good to hear. Yeah, and I love that you said it's posted up somewhere too, to like really mm-hmm. add that. And I saw it on the site as well too, like that, the blurb and brief with it. So yeah. that's awesome. Now you guys really went over and above to really push the mission. We very much appreciate that. And I'm not surprised to hear that you've been like proactively talking to people. That's very much on brand. I love it. And it's, um, it's, it's super cool. I, lo- I love that the, I'm always curious to hear those stories about so how people are responding in real time in the tap room. Cause obviously they're coming in as just fans of the, brewery and they're like wanting to buy some beer like oh what's this cool thing what's this all about like you know and then they get the story so um i love to hear that the could you speak to the um to the to the label there at all Are you familiar, awesome like the, here we go yeah so we have um an in-house designer which i don't think i mean i mean i'm not sure i don't know if a lot of craft breweries have their own in-house designer but um ours just took the scope of the project and kind of ran with it with this beautiful label uh love the color scheme yeah yeah, we all really you know everything that that he tends to create is very unique Mm -hmm. and really stands out on on a shelf but i think this one in particular just it really pops uh, when you see it like amongst all the other beers it just pops you just gravitate towards it Mm. Um, and i like all the symbolism on it it's it's a really cool unique design for sure yeah, when we like every time I even see it in the fridge and stuff like that, I'm just like, oh, it just like catches my eyes so hard because it's just so intricate. Like all these different, you know, there's like someone pouring the beer, there are people drinking, cheersing. there's a canning line, there's cheersing happening. There, it's very, very cool. It feels kind of like it's detailing the process, kind of of somewhat of brewing, but also like serving and packaging the beer and yeah, to the Enjoying point of it. it together. And I think what he was trying to convey was just like. um it's not one it's not one particular role that makes a beer right it is yeah. so many different moving parts um and connections too right yeah. and that's what you're trying to do is really forge connections and, yeah. and cultivate community and strength in community and yeah i i think you really nailed it with this one for sure very cool. yeah I love to hear as well that you gravitate towards that in the fridge and the bright yellow and stuff. And you got like some pretty like, you know, your classic line, uh, the bold colors, but you know, your your sort of fun one-offs and stuff are definitely like eye-catching with lots of colors mm-hmm. going on. So to know that this one stands out even more from your perspective is very, very cool. I love to hear that. So then this is awesome, Karen. This this beer, the the packaging, money as expected. Thank you again. <laughs> um, very, very cool. From 
the I mean, obviously, if anyone's followed Wellington for a while, you know that you guys have really been doing like stuff for the community in Guelph and beyond for I would imagine decades. Um, I'm sure you can break that down. But uh, the first question is always that: What about Link Up specifically was interesting to a brewery like Wellington, who are you know so well known for all the different community activities that you guys do? I think uh, this project is something that we like. It's something that we've also been trying to get off of the ground with the Guelph.Beer group um, is to develop a more inclusive space in beer for um, people in our communities, particularly that's what we're moving towards. And when we noticed that you were doing something similar to what we had thought of, like our, our uh, initial ideas that we were really trying to get off the ground. Um, it just was a no-brainer for us that this was something that that feels important. In- inclusivity in beer is something that you're trying to change. I'm sorry if you can hear all this noise. My neighbor is having a party, and I feel like oh, it's no, it's fine. It's good. it's good ambiance in the background. Yeah, it's like a vibe. <laughs> I was like, cool. This is sick. They're having I'm a good time. Trying not to get distracted by it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> if there's any tea, um, if you hear anything fun, you let us know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back to what I was saying, it's just it is. I mean, obviously, we talked about this in our last interview. Like, uh, craft beer in Ontario has been basically all male and white for a very long time. It has, and to be able to open up spaces for other people at the table of craft beer is um, something that I've been working towards over the past decade. Um, And there are so many people at the forefront of this movement. And I think it's a struggle, but there are great people working uh, behind the scenes to try to make change. And, And so when I see something like this, or when our brewery sees something like this that's happening, it's something that we obviously want to be involved in and want to push and move towards. Love that. And, and like that's awesome. And it really did feel like a perfect fit as soon as we spoke. Obviously, we've been talking via email for years. And I think it took this for us to actually meet in person and to chat over the phone and and everything. So, I mean, that I was very happy to, to have that regardless. But, the yeah, it definitely felt like something that made perfect sense for you yeah. guys to do it feels completely aligned it feels like really authentic yeah but yeah yeah definitely and you all have just leaders in the industry and that's why it's super important to have like leaders in the industry participate in things like this too yeah do you do you feel that as well do you feel like do you i mean obviously you're being there i think you said 13 years at uh at wellington um, if I recall correctly, and you've been the brewery's been around 30 plus years i mean do you do you, do you see that as well that it is important for breweries like yourself, there's probably less than a handful of you guys who are in that three-decade uh, league yeah. um, in Ontario that I can think of, maybe even less. But do you think it's important for, for breweries like yourselves to get involved in things like this and to kind of be maybe a little more vocal and then others can maybe follow that lead? I think not only breweries but other businesses in general. I think mm. I really do think that any businesses has any kind of platform um, – and that can use that platform in a positive direction to create more inclusive spaces for everybody. Um, yeah, it's it's it seems like there is 
a movement happening. I don't know. I feel like there's bumps in the movement. Like sometimes it feels like it's moving smoothly and you can feel like this collective energy moving in the right direction. And then sometimes you feel like there's a stall in that energy that's moving things or pushing things forward. And then you have people at the forefront who are working so hard that are getting super exhausted and need to, you know, recharge their own batteries. Like, I feel like there's so many moving parts when you're working with um, opening up your business to not just a financial business model, but opening it up to like creating actual authentic community and it's hard it's there's there's a lot of of um the, i guess there's just a lot of stuff that you have to take into consideration uh when you're balancing business community and all the initiatives that you want to clasp onto and support and run with um i think that every brewery has its sort of strength in different areas and I'm hoping that one of our strengths definitely has been sort of opening up um, the beer world to women who were maybe feeling 10 years ago intimidated and getting involved. And I think that that's one of our biggest claims to fame. And then I think there are other breweries who have done better at opening up other communities to into beer and allowing for other communities to feel more safe and, and welcome and uh, in the beer industry. I love that. I mean, let's let's jump into the 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 thing about the gender that you guys have been doing. I mean, I imagine you're referring to Queen of Craft, which started a decade ago. Um, do you want to maybe explain? I know we went into detail on that on the other pod, but I feel like it's super relevant here as well. Like, and like you said, I remember getting into beer in Canada in 2011, and Tiff and I were together at the time, and mm -hmm. then you would have been the only whenever we went to breweries. Do you remember? Oh, often, yeah. Like the <clears throat> one of the only women. Uh, there one definitely like the only black women a lot of the times but uh, yeah so it's been really great to see that expand and I do even remember like Queen of Craft from so long ago yeah um, and I just always thought that was so cool because it was just so contrary to what uh, so what we were so used to seeing um, so yeah yeah definitely please speak to that too because yeah. sorry a goal is what I think that has been done in this space can definitely be done in the BIPOC diversity space with love and attention. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I completely, completely agree. And um, I think, I think now we've, we've kind of come past, I'm not going to say fully come past the place where, um, where women should be the focus of opening space. I think that there has been a lot of, a lot of movement in that direction and now it does need to shift to BIPOC communities and it does need to shift to like um, a few other different communities that should be included in beer. I, I think that what we went through um, with Queen of Craft was, you know, I'd have women just as you said in 2011 coming into the tap room and having their boyfriend order for them or, you know, having mm. say, I only like light beers or whatever it was. But when you would actually sit and have a conversation and have them try uh, an Imperial Stout, they were like, oh, this is my new favorite beer. This has so much to it. This is, is something that um, this is something that I actually really enjoy. And as I saw that more and more, that there was um, sort of this, I don't know, 
that women were coming in feeling like they didn't like they didn't have the confidence to actually like talk to one of the brewers at the bar about brewing. Hmm. I realized that this was a bit of an issue because as soon as you got that conversation rolling, it was like, oh yeah, they were they were taking it on and super interested. I started to meet more women who had started home brewing and different women in Ontario craft beer at the time. And we just decided we're going to get all women at the helm of all the educating for the rest of time. Like mm-hmm. all of our sessions, that's always going to be our mandate. And we are going to, you know, open up space for women to come ask questions, learn, have fun, build community. And we give back a hundred percent of all of our proceeds to Guelph Wellington women in crisis. So we've raised over $85,000 for them. Incredible. Oh my gosh. That's, that's amazing. It's wow. been totally amazing. I've been so lucky to be at the, like spearheading that project. Um, and in that 10 years, I have seen uh, so much change happen in Ontario craft beer specifically. Um, some good and, you know, the, the, the reckoning, uh, like people speaking up about what they've experienced in the beer industry. And, you know, it's been, a, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I feel like craft beer is, it's, it's um it's a very intense little community to be yeah. involved in for sure. <laughs> That's yeah. a way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting space for sure. <laughs> As far as, I mean, that's phenomenal, like from what you guys have done truly, like, you know, in 10 years, being able to sort of really change, like, I feel like you guys really spearheaded a lot of the, the, the women focused events and really getting people to sort of like, Hey man, like, you know, it's not just dudes, it's, it's women too are into this. And like you said, you're seeing the real time impact in the, um, in, in the tap room where you're seeing people try different stuff, but are there anything else that you could speak to that you've seen? I mean, a decade's a long time. I don't think we've speak, spoken to many people on, on at least the Link Up series about this type of stuff who've been doing this type of work for that period of time. Is there any other, like, you know, have you seen, I guess more like maybe on a wider scale, because obviously you can speak to, to sort of Wellington, but have you seen like maybe some sort of an impact from the work and maybe that you guys have started? And then, you know, have you seen other people do similar things? Um, and and continue that work, or have you seen any other changes, perhaps, from the work that you guys started back then? Um, I think one of, I mean, you know, I always look back really fondly at, um, you know, one of these specific events that we did, which was all about sort of calling out all of the um, the marketing and actual like graphic design of some of the labels in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was problematic at, at one point. And that were problematic yeah. at that point. And I remember, I think around that time was one of the first times that uh, we had Ren Navarro come up and do um, one of Ren's very first actual lectures. And it was such an incredible experience to um just having witnessed like where Ren has gone in their career and 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 how much push and how much influence and you know just the the amount of absolute energy that Ren has put into craft beer to make it a better place. Um, 
And I feel like I kind of saw that from like the beginnings of it. And I've seen it build and build and not just Ren, but other like hard hitting women in, in craft beer and where their careers have gone, where their journeys have gone. Um, and I think that a lot of breweries have become more conscious of little things that maybe they didn't really think about before. For example, you know, your, your label design and um, how that's perceived and what you're throwing, throwing out there, you know, for everybody to consume and whether you feel good about what you're putting out there into, you know, into the world. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's been a little more consciousness on that level. Um, I think that also, you know, breweries are more conscious of how they interact with um, their communities. And I'm hoping, I mean, I am in kind of a little bit of a Guelph bubble here, but I am hoping and seeing like, you know, you look at left field, you look at all these other breweries that are doing great things in their communities as well. And I'm not saying that's because of us, but I am saying that, you know, it feels like this collective unconscious thing that sort of started happening around the time that I saw an upswing in, in like I saw things changing in craft beer, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really cool. I mean, like I feel I was asking it because I obviously I've, I feel like I've noticed it, mm-hmm. and I imagine if you yeah, feel sure. the same. Um, just over the years, the one thing I felt like is the most in the place that it needs to be, or cl- pretty close, is the gender balance. As far as like you go to a brewery, not in ownership, not in ownership, but yes. absolutely at, at least right. more now in the, in the levels of like you room. go to a tap room and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and just the knowledge of like. I, I, I hear like horror stories from from different women we've had on the podcast who have told us like you know people say the dumb shit to them where they're like oh okay this is a fruity one and then to the guy they'll often like all of that nonsense like I, I can't believe that still happens that is so ridiculous to me like I know many women who know so much more about beer than me and I would never assume that that somebody because of their gender didn't know stuff but I imagine there's probably those like what's the word um, legacy folks mm-hmm. who are like still living in 1997 or whatever where maybe no barely any women drank beer so it's you know i feel like that's definitely been wherever i go i go to a beer bar i don't feel like it's a sausage fest type of thing you know i feel like it's pretty cool go to most breweries and i feel like it's that has changed that has gotten better without question just got back from the states and i feel like the states is an interesting place with regard to the um then it's us the 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 ethnicity of people that in a brewery and i feel like it's so much more diverse there than it is here did you feel that yeah for sure yeah Yeah. i'm sure because i feel like i mean i'm in once again my guelph bubble but i don't feel like there's a lot of diversity obviously in um yet you know and hopefully that's something that is changing with initiatives like this yeah, hope. I mean, that's that's the aim, and it's interesting because it's sort of almost it's like, and I imagine you probably. I'd be curious how you feel. Like sometimes this is a little like, it's brick by brick. There's no like quick way to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you have to introduce one person at a time to craft beer to be like, hey, this is a thing, and like, hey, this is a potential career, and maybe people will be like, oh, well, I don't want to work in it, but sweet, this tastes better than the stuff I'm drinking. Let's let's get into this, and people do have a. And we were just talking sort of off air about like how beautiful Ontario is now happy we've been in Hamilton. And so we've seeing like, there's like that, you know, return to local, like in, in Quebec, they've yes. all been pretty mm-hmm. big on local. And particularly over the last few years, people are realizing the importance of supporting local businesses. And I feel like 
that somewhat plays a role in all of this, I would imagine as well. And maybe doesn't matter where you're from and what background you are. You're like, you, you know, you want to go to that local grocery store or butcher or whatever it might be, including breweries. Um, mm -hmm. and trying to like really come back to that. And, you know, the Guelph scene I know was super tight. There's like five of you guys, I believe that from what you told me in the last part. And, um, so it's cool to see that like, like, have, have you seen, a change in Guelph, because like you said, Guelph bubble. Mm -hmm. Have you seen a change? Obviously, gender, that seems like we're all agreeing here that that's doing a lot better than, than other things. But have you seen any other changes maybe in diversity as far as culturally, uh, culture and ethnicity um, in Guelph at from from any of the work or the uh, the time that you've been in beer in, in the area? Uh, you can be no. honest, too. It's okay. <laughs> no, it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect because we all have work to do. That's why we're all here. Yeah. yeah. Not really. No. Yeah. And no. I feel like, do you know what it is? Sometimes, and tell me if you think this is fair. Like when, you know, we're in Quebec, we always talked to, for, for a decade, we always talked about a lot of places in Quebec, uh, you know, maybe a little resistance to something like Link Up because they don't see a problem because everybody in the town mm. looks the same. Mm -hmm. Because outside of Montreal and Quebec City, for the most part, you know, maybe uh, the Gatineau region, but most part, everybody is relatively monoculture, which is... Right. That happens in a lot of, you know, you go to Italy, it's all Italians, you know, you go to France, mm -hmm. French, you know, whatever. But I wonder if some of that is still, you know, here as, as the diaspora is moving out of the big city of Toronto, you know, over COVID, we saw a big influx, but previous to that, I imagine it would have been slow. Um, and then now I feel like, you know, as Toronto is getting pretty unlivable with the, the prices, people are like, all right, and it doesn't matter where, you know, who they are, they're all going moving to different out. places and moving out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it could just be a matter of time as different people move from the cities and realize that, you know, we realize how dope it is in Hamilton. And I know there's a bunch of cities like Hamilton around this side, you know, west of Toronto that I, I was going to say just as good. It's probably not fair, but you know, like have everything you need. You know? like, like <laughs> right, it's, right, I mean, right. We love Hamilton. That's sick. Yeah. Everything is here is great. And I know that like yeah. Kitchen is dope and Guelph is dope and yeah. all these different towns and London and so on and so forth. So I imagine maybe it's just a matter of time before people move to these areas. So it's, it's still, it's interesting. The approach, like, do you approach it on a regional thing and try and encourage people locally or do you sort of try and stick to the cities? And I feel like it's there's definitely value in, in trying to put I some effort into have, the small towns. I have definitely seen um, more diversity in the city of Guelph over the past decade, um, which is which is great. I haven't seen that in actual craft beer as much. So okay. I'm hoping that it's something that will you know this is why we need to bring attention to it like mm -hmm. we need to we need to uh, diversify and have many different voices and many different outlooks and opinions and we just yeah i just am really i'm really hoping like that this initiative will catch fire and um and that's why i'm just i feel like we're really invested in doing anything we can to allow that to um, really spark a flame, you know, and to just get this industry more diverse. Yeah. yeah. For the, and for I the... don't know, like, I don't, I can't speak to, I feel like I'm, I'm sort of, um, you know, I am, I am definitely in this bubble where I'm, you know, 
I kind of have my my insular little life. I don't know what breweries are like in Toronto right now. I don't know what it's like, what the scene is like in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a little more about Hamilton. I feel like Hamilton is definitely more diverse than than Guelph is. I'm not sure about in the craft beer scene. Um, but yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, since the pandemic and and really not really being involved in a lot of events, I am the first to say I don't really have my finger on the pulse of like, what diversity is like across Ontario in craft mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. I can definitely say there are places that, um, especially in Hamilton, Toronto too. So there's certain places that you go to, they do have a location privilege a little bit in that way too. But there is like an awareness or something that they do give off. One, if you have more diverse staff, which also can be a result of location privilege. But if you've just been kind of out there and speaking to a certain culture, you're more likely to attract a diverse staff. Then that staff tells their friends, their friends come in and they're drinking and that helps right. to like spread it out, which is why we're super focused on the workforce aspect because we felt like, mm-hmm. okay, can we create this trickle down effect yeah. where there is, you know, there's the side where people are trying to, you know, get consumers and get them interested. But I'm like, if we infiltrate from the inside, <laughs> maybe that will also help. Help, right it's like one yeah. we're trying to create opportunities and job opportunities um ownership opportunities for uh for diverse individuals but then also we want the industry to continue to thrive and we know that there are untapped markets that the industry is probably not even five percent in on especially in canada mm-hmm. um so that's that is one side of it and i think when i think of like bellwoods you go on their patio it's pretty diverse feels pretty good when you're there uh and right. but if you're in merit here merit feels great too you know but they also have like the food aspect that also has this cultural flavor to it because they mm-hmm. have like the black brewer the indian owner all of these things that kind of work in that formula and again that also comes with diversifying the workforce so i think mm. as people move out and as we make people more aware of all the different types of jobs within breweries so it's not just like hey you gotta be the white guy with the beard to work at a brewery it's like no you can be in marketing you can be in sales you can be in accounting there's all these different aspects it's like that's kind of what needs to be pushed more and pushed across like job boards and you know reaching out in different areas to get let that be known so that way someone who one black individual who works at a brewery is like brings their mom or their cousin or their friend and then it starts kind of going on from there um Mm -hmm. Really good friends of ours in L.A., their big initiative before they launched, well, they're in the middle of opening their own brewery, but they were kind of in the same vein as us, but more focused on consumers. What they did was actually bring breweries into like predominantly black spaces and like black and brown spaces in order to like make them aware and be like, how much better does this taste than like what you've been drinking? And then they're like, oh, and then we did like so when we went and like did like this brewery crawl with them, we just couldn't believe how many different people there were who you might have not generally seen. Um, just and, to get the example of the spaces for people to think about that, like barbershops, shoe stores, like, yeah. right. you know, the African-American mm-hmm. owners, so wherever African-Americans typically would shop that they already feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go to the barbershop anyway. I'm going to go to, oh, I can go there and hang out with my people and then drink this beer that 
someone who looks like me is saying this is great, I'm going to probably listen to him yeah. as opposed to somebody else trying to sell you something. I think that's the right. authenticity of all yeah. of that. And it's local. People love local. So it's like you hit the local angle of it. Yeah. Like us, we just try to buy everything local, basically. Like we're just like, how do we find the farm? So like we're not even going to the grocery store. Like we're trying to like go all the way. So like right. I, yeah, I, yeah. that's also like a bigger thing. So it's like not just the craft beer narrative, but it's like everything in your community narrative. And it's that's mm-hmm. going to have to be pushed more and more and it's obviously a slow grind but again what you're doing what we're doing that's like the goal i think it'll in a decade is the goal is that just like you saw with queen of craft it's like in a decade hopefully we really right. see all the like fruit of the labor that we're we're putting that's a good in. way to look at it it's a long is, game oh my gosh it's yeah, a long, it's game, a long game question yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. do you right. feel that does it feel like a long decade for you does it feel like oh, <laughs> like like uh, it must be, that's pr- that's pretty incredible to be honest karen that you've done that you and wilma as well shout out to wilma um mm-hmm. have done that for such a long time and like seen the impact of it i mean that's pretty amazing and that's one decade like tiff was saying so like imagine mm-hmm. in another decade yeah definitely um i think it, it feels it feels uh both like a real super long time and it feels like it's been a blink of an eye at the same time <laughs> which is you know that funny thing about time is if you actually take it apart um, and look at year by year, so much has happened over that time. But I can remember the very first event, like it was, you know, a couple weeks ago. And so, yeah, it's it's one of the things, one of the only things that I've really in my career been truly devoted for for this long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost been like like bringing up a child you know yeah. it's it's been it, That's it's cool. sort of i liken it to you know i've seen progression i've seen growth i've seen years that are great i've seen years that you know haven't been so great i've been seen uh volunteer staffs that have been like so incredibly um into it i've seen also the flip side of that it's it's really been um definitely a long game and yeah. and worth it obviously every minute has been worth it it's um but yeah i think that you know looking at it as as you're gonna be looking at that long game perspective that long game like will soon just become part of what you're doing and because you love it you don't really it doesn't really feel like time you know mm-hmm. it's like something that 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 you that you gravitate towards doing that that is become sort of part of you, you know? Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's a good way to look at it. Cause it's, it, I feel like with all of this work and once people like, and I think really like, if you look at like our favorite phrase right now is in this economy, like it's a, <laughs> you and I was talking off air as well. It's a crazy yeah. time in humanity coming off the last few years. And then we're feeling the repercussions of all of that. Mm-hmm. And so on, you know, and then maybe there's people drinking less and so on and so forth. Like how do we set, not, not save the industry a bit? Obviously is everything is just a dip. But like it's been like this since the beginning of time. So mm-hmm. how do we, you know, get as many people interested in beer, even if you want to look at it from a straight economics perspective, like how do you get more people interested in this to try and continue that wave going through these hard times and stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's, it's, it's such an interesting predicament and problem that everybody is, is, is dealing with. And the more people who can contribute to it, like say you guys were arguably the pioneers in Ontario of, um, 
gender equality in breweries and really introducing women to craft beer on a way in a way that made them feel safe and and not uh what's the word not uh it's like you're not intimidated intimidated it doesn't it felt real like it felt like hey there's this amazing thing you should try and drink amazing things too you know it's not just Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's not just so how do you do that for everybody else like as far as now you're going to broaden it a little bit, maybe cultures who aren't exposed to it or they go, this is, you know, Jamaicans drink Heineken and Guinness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like how do you show Jamaicans be like, yo, like, you know, this shit's around, man. Like there's fire. Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. I guess <laughs> it's but this is mm-hmm. the problem that everybody yeah. has to kind of think about because, you know, right. there's, yeah. we need to really diversify that as the industry as a whole. And, you know, as you're in it, you've been working in it for a long time we're like on the peripheral type of thing and and trying to support it and try and do it so there's like it's i guess it's cool that you know we've got the breweries working on it and different people working to just expand that that thing and it just seems to be like once again that step by step baby step approach to just get one person at a time interested in it and and show people it is kind of fun mm-hmm. and there's some cool stuff involved and why not drink something better same as like why don't we eat better food like yeah Drink local yeah. and drink. Once you drink great beer, you're not going to go back. You're not going to go back. No. It's impossible. No. It's Folgers versus uh, like third say, wave, versus like third waves. Yeah, you know, Kenya. it's just yeah. not. Yeah. You can't do it again. So yeah, yeah it's, it's just getting it in the hands in the first place. Um, it that is. we're all working I mean, towards. I also feel like, <clears throat> and I don't know if the two of you have noticed. <clears throat> excuse me. This as sort of a trend, but I do feel like beer in general is being consumed a lot less because we have all these like ready to drink beverages at the LCBO. We have, you know, locale stuff. Um, And I feel like people are just way more conscious of like their carb intake right now. Um, And I think that that started, it's funny because I think through the pandemic was like, everyone was going hard. Like we have (laughs) never had a home delivery service like we did. Like it was like, nonstop. We were just mm-hmm. delivering all over Ontario and it was very lucrative at the time. Um, but then I think people then started to get sick of that lifestyle and everyone got a Peloton and started working <laughs> out all the time and, and kind of shifted. And I feel like, like almost from a consumption level, like a consumer consumption level, I feel like beer is not as popular as it was a few years ago or even mm-hmm. before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you know, innovation in craft beer is really important right now as is um, staying true to like, you know, flagship brands, getting back to the roots of, of beer making Mm -hmm. um, and doing like sort of the core stuff really well. I I don't know. Have you noticed, have you noticed that there has been a change in in the drinker and what the drinker consumes? Well, I'm that person already. So yeah, I'm drinking yeah. less beer than I've drank in a decade for without question. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. not just love beer, you know, but yeah, it's it's high, high, high calorically. We want everyone to drink beer, but in moderation. And I've lowered really that moderation right? a lot. This is just the only beer that I'd have tonight, for sure. I definitely mm-hmm. got into like the ready to drinks and all of that. So it's almost wise extremely important even just looking at it because also us who we've all been drinking beer for so long so then you're kind of like all right maybe i need to like lessen this out a little bit which is why it's like you need new people in the funnel really right yeah and like five percent of the current demographic like that's not enough but if you have five percent of a much larger number that's what you need right so Mm -hmm. that way you're always introducing new people 
And that's why in the end, it's probably going to be smart to do really what the the big the big beer does right They're at college gate, you know, college and university games. They sponsor all these things to get you in right from the beginning. And that's where they succeed. It's like we need to get people in from the beginning and we need to get a diverse mm-hmm. range of people in as some people might age out. Some people might decide to leave. There's so much that's going to change with the lifestyle. So that's mm. why you need this continuous funnel. And I feel like it's been like almost the same people drinking beer and the same like, I don't know, almost feel like it's like just all the same people for way too long and that's like that that's gonna be like a big problem economically speaking so yeah yeah, you need new people in but yeah i'm definitely guilty of it because i feel terrible but i'm just like (laughs) the only thing is that i'm buying ready to drink from breweries so actually i shouldn't feel so bad when you think about it i just realized yeah i'm drinking all my rtds are from breweries oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, that's one, one thing about it. And you it know, too. I think that like a lot of breweries are doing them quite well. So uh, it's it's interesting. It is really interesting because yeah. I don't know how brewers feel about that because you know their first love is beer, beer. right? Yeah. And I'm sure they're frustrated. I'm sure they're not. Like, yeah, I'm not thrilled they're about it. They're placating to like you know just the economic factor of like keeping themselves afloat or, or whether, you know, they're super invested in their RTVs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the sparkling hot water, you do the sparkling hot yeah. waters and I love those. Oh, they're the best. Like those are amazing. So even they're that I think is just really cool. And it's like on my non-drinking days, I just open these like sometimes on like a Sunday afternoon and or breakfast. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to have, I just want something different. And I feel like that's really smart too. So there's a lot of innovation on that side that's going to need to need to happen as well. That's a good point. We read this, we did a podcast earlier this year together and we read these articles or watched these videos for like MSNBC or whatever. And basically they were saying the craft breweries need to become beverage businesses in order mm-hmm. to survive maybe through this little lull. And right. I, I imagine kind of what you were saying, like some brewers are just like, man, I didn't get into this to make seltzers and shit. Like it's not what I'm <laughs> it's here fair. for yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I completely understand. It's just more like how much do you want to survive? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely yep. been a return to flagship. Um, I feel like we talked about this on our other pod, but we that, that, that flagship February, which was something that some, mm-hmm. I thought it was you guys, but I think you told me it wasn't. But that was oh, like. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, involved- that was the- Someone in the in the area who created flagship February, and we yeah, I mean that's good that, for right? a brewery like us that oh, has all amazing. you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like and- yeah, you guys are, have a phenomenal lineup of flagships, and I think we did a bunch of them during that pod intentionally. And I've mm-hmm. found that I've noticed there's a lot of people, a lot of my friends. I just noticed them. They're just like I'm over the one offs. Just give me wherever they're located, whether here or on, on Quebec or in the states or Australia, or whatever. They're just like just give me the. <laughs> the beer that I can rely on. Oh yeah. And that yeah. I know is a reasonably reasonably priced and it's gonna be quality every time. And mm-hmm. I think people aren't aren't as willing to roll the dice on the fun one offs as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. some breweries have a have that as a part of their thing and then it works for them. But I think that for, for every brewery, it just doesn't always work. So I think flagships are becoming much more important than they have been. Because it was never cool to have, like, the same beer all the time. It was always like, what's new? What's new? What's different? But, like, mm-hmm. I think now people in a time where there's an economic downturn, they just, like, want consistency. Same as your yeah. food. Same as, like, anything. Don't you just want to get what you pay for? You always go back to the basics. And the, you go back and to the basics. Types, so times, flagships, yeah. I think, are more important. And also, like, like Tiffany said, like, if you're starting to diversify what you drink, Mm-hmm. in like in the fact that you're drinking some rtds some seltzers some beers like you're gonna want to pick something that you know is tried and true when you're choosing your beer now yes 100 yeah it's you know? 
It's an interesting time, and it's like as far as the time I imagine that the three of us have been involved in beer is somewhat unprecedented. I haven't seen a downturn since I've been around in this world. Have you seen Mm -hmm. anything? This your first? Uh, like as far as as far as um, economically, or well, I guess economically, but then sort of maybe directly, like in beer. I feel like it's almost like it's like beer's just been on this slow incline the whole time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then everything is going down at once. So it's not like it's beers. Yeah. No, it's like we were. Everyone was in a bull wrong. market. That's also why there are so many new breweries. So it's like where Wellington's been around forever. It's like technically. I, I don't know what the number is, but obviously the majority of breweries all happened very recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like there was a bull market. That's the same for everything. There was a ton of startups. It's just all of these mm-hmm. businesses blew up because money was there and available. And now it's like kind of teetering out. And then there's this health conscious movement. So unfortunately, it's like a product that's not always considered the healthiest, even though people still go and eat like unhealthy things all the time. Oh, yeah. But for some yeah. reason, they're choosing like, oh, I'll drink less beer. That'll make it make yeah, it only like the difference. There's more things. There's more the... things that you need to add into that equation. But yeah. Yeah, 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 I think, um, yeah, I don't remember a time really where it felt kind of like this precarious, say, but that is like mm. the whole. But Craig saw someone, the, the, someone at the grocery store that recognized the podcast and he was like, I can't remember what beer, but he's like, oh, not in this economy. I can't buy that beer or something. I was like talking that. about like Belgian stuff or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you could probably get like Dre Fontana from the LCB. It's like, oh, the interest rates just went up. My mortgage went from like 1.8 to and 6. And that's a fair, like, that's a real thing. Dude, that's a fair point. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's why that. these yeah, that's well-priced point. flagships, I, it does make sense. And to be honest, they're usually just like really great, well-made beers because they've been dialed in for so long. And then you're like, good. This, it's like wine drinkers. Price. Like I drink yeah. the same mm. wine from the same people all the time. It never ends. I'm like, yeah. great, new vintage. That's the only thing that generally changes. And I'm just going all the way through. So it's it's actually probably a good thing in the end. I'll buy cases of wine. You just need more people buying cases, buying things that they feel good about and can yeah. rely on. Yeah. Right. And that, and that, and if you're going to buy in quantities like that, something that can age too, right? Yes, exactly. That's a good yeah. point. Exactly. Yeah. That is a really good point. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those milkshakes don't hold up as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's drinking milkshakes anymore. I don't, yeah. I was no, like, no, are people still doing that? that, was that? Sorry, was that reference. No, that was, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, yeah. that was good. No, okay. That, but you know funny. what I mean. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, it's the sour. What's, what's the, the one rice. that you're obsessed with? The, the, also the, um, the, uh, the sour, not that sour. The, the other, there's some beer that you were obsessed with recently. Really? See, I drink Pilsners, and okay. I, I keep it pretty oh, chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some version of the sour that's hazy and a lot that you love. <laughs> I um, can't remember. But me for um, uh, Oh, the smoothie sour. Smoothie sour, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that smoothie sour. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know what I mean? And I try it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah, just like, just like... Yeah, yeah, they're not going to last yeah. too long. So either. that's what I'm saying. Those don't last too long either. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Everything yeah. seems to be niching down even more, though. It's it's an interesting time, and I feel like everyone's trying to navigate that whilst introducing new people to the industry and keeping afloat. It's 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 going to be – it's a strange time to be involved in beer. Um, but I feel it like – with, with, with people like you doing exciting things like this, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's also – it also adds – some hope to the industry. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Yeah, that's the goal. Hopefully that's how people feel. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, like, but it's not just, I mean, we're doing link up and it's, it's, it's dope. And there's so many people doing really cool things that are like Definitely. doing the same thing where you guys are doing this. Whether that's like education side, if that's yeah. the sales side, it's just, yeah. Like 
I love what you you all are doing. I love the breweries that are really intentional about, um, you know, creating these programs that are dedicated to like bettering the community, like focusing on the community. So like bettering it, supporting, bringing new people in. I think that's just like the that's like one of the holistic business models that like every brewery really should be adopting. It's why corporations have full CSR departments, you know, like that's that it's just because you're not massive doesn't mean you can't like make any changes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like, it's, it's definitely baby steps. I think we have a long way to go for sure. Mm -hmm. If we want to get to a place where we're, really and truly, you know, walk in the walk and talk in the talk. Yeah. And, um, like everyone's got great ideas, right? But unless you're actually, you can put pen to paper, but if you're actually making those ideas come to fruition, that's where the actual work is. It's bridging that gap. And I feel like with some initiatives, we've done a very good job at that. And there are others that we're still working, you know, we're mm-hmm. still really um, pushing for those kinds of things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, it's important. I mean, you can, everything's going to need work and tweaking as well. None of this is an exact science. Everyone's trying to figure it out on the fly. No one knows what the yeah. hell's going on. We're all just it's trying true. to, yeah, trying to do it. And we're all just going to be gentle to ourselves. And obviously we all want this to move faster than it is, but it, mm-hmm. it it's just community work is this. I can only imagine people who are involved in like social work or mm-hmm. any of the real community all stuff. All their or, lives. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, Definitely. there's nothing fast about anything and, and, and real yeah. changes. Um, to bring this on home, Karen, do you have any, yeah. like if a brewery was listening to this and, and listen, this is a fun conversation. Obviously this is longer than I told you. Cause <laughs> when, the, when the, I, I kind of figured that talking to you, was going to be a good one. The, I, know, I can, I can, I can go can, on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we could be here <laughs> like, for three yeah, hours like, again. <laughs> yeah, bring it home, bring it home. <laughs> so if a brewery was listening to this and they wanted to get involved in some sort of thing to try and, you know, some sort of uh, initiatives to, um, you know, to, to do all the things we're talking about here, to expose their products and to expose beer in general to different communities, is there any sort of advice that you would give to, to somebody who was like, like I was saying earlier, like, you know, maybe some people just feel a little stuck and they just like maybe into inaction because they don't know what to do. Like being somebody who has had action for a decade plus in this realm, is there any suggestions that you would have for anybody? I definitely think that, and this is, um, you know, feedback that I've had from some coworkers who, you know, you, you get so much different feedback from everybody, but, um, I've gotten feedback just even for ourselves, like throwing money at something is just not enough, you mm. know, um, like pitching a donation, having a, a charitable beer where the donation goes here, goes there, whatever, you know, how is that performative? Like, I guess assessing like whether you are backing up that donation with, um, opening up your tap room to community events uh, that are for diverse populations that are supporting the charities that you're trying to support through financial um, donations. It's just like, it's, it's more of like just building the community I think is, is so important in giving a backbone to all of the, the charitable donation stuff that you're going to do. Um, and so I think that anything that you can do to like actually create community at your brewery um, and make your brewery just a safe, inclusive space that 
uh, people actually feel comfortable, feel confident walking into your doors. Um, I think those things, like you got to start from the ground up and you have to start with actual people, you know, with actual relationships, with connections. Then, you know, if you got the financial means to do the donations and to do all the other stuff, but it's got to start at a really, um, it's got to start at a place that has some heart, you know? Yeah. Mm. I yeah. love that. That's great advice. Thank you for that. Yeah. And with that, Karen, that was a great way to bring that <laughs> Um Thank you so much. This has been so really. I can talk to you guys all night. This is a Honestly. really great conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's uh, really nice to meet you, Tiffany. Yeah, it's really nice to finally meet you as well. Yeah. Um, gonna, oh, are we doing a photo? I'm going to do the thumbnail, okay. Karen, like last time. Do you want to, uh, I know you don't have the can to hold up there, but you can uh, just smile. And that's yeah. <laughs> perfect. Awesome. Um, stick around. We'll finish up uh, off air as usual. But uh, Karen, thank you again for your time. This was a really fun My combo. Um, where My can pleasure. every where can everybody find uh, Wellington Brewery online? And uh, well, life? the link up here particularly is um, you can buy it online at the Wellington Brewery, um, our Shopify store. Perfect. Um, or you can stop into the brewery and say hi to our amazing, incredible staff that are working there. Um, they'll tell you all about it as well. That is amazing. And it's at Wellington Brewery on Instagram. Um, is yeah. it wellingtonbrewery.ca.com? Wellingtonbrewery.ca. There we go. Go grab it. Mm-hmm. They deliver anywhere in Ontario. Um it's exceptional. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Guys, go grab so this beer. It's still around it's as fantastic. of now. This fantastic. It's it's so good. Like so I'm, good. I'm wrapped. It's, I'm, I'm done yeah. with this well, one. Well, if you guys ever need anything, just let me know, and I will bring it up to Hamilton because my two kids are now at McMaster in Hamilton, so I'm trying to oh, come nice. up. Yeah, I'm See trying to come much. up as often as I can because I miss them so much. So Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you, I am yeah. in shock that you have kids in university, but that's okay. We'll just move on from that. <laughs> I know, right? It's like you scientifically doesn't make doesn't, sense to me, but yeah. sure. Um, okay, but well, that's very, very cool it, to no, know. This, this is a this this is filtered. <laughs> <laughs> what we're gonna do in the link in the description is gonna be Carrie's skincare regimen. <laughs> She's gonna break it down exactly. Um, it's beer. It's just yeah, yeah, right. It's just I just yeah. go in. It's just the grains. Two row, two row, crushed. Um, Karen, thank you. So so much again this is fantastic guys thank you so much for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash the thumbs up hit subscribe below hit that notification bell so you know when the new drops follow us everywhere at bos podcast and of course at link up beer linkupbeer.org you can jump on there and apply if you are a bipoc and you would like to get involved in link up in any way shoot us a note and of course we have the niagara college the um the scholarship it is applications are open until october 9th now we are recording this uh, in mid-september this will come out very shortly after so this time so if you're looking to apply to the brewery what's it called you know what you always remember the cool name of the program do you remember the name of the are you talking about our the niagara college oh the brewing operations program there you go yeah um you can go in there you can learn to be a brewer um you know you we we're going to support you the whole way through so apply uh, apply for that if that is your what you're looking to do not only brewery but also mentorship as well exactly it's money guys thank you again karen we'll see everybody in the next one Cheers. Bye. Bye.